Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. This is the Wesson Walker Show. I think the most I've ever spent was like maybe, was maybe 150 it's a decent amount. It's Wes. And how much was the transaction that you had to pay her when the date was over? Wow. That's wow. an amazing insult. And Walker. It just makes me feel good. I can't get a woman out of the bed, but I can get my co-host or that's my right. show host out of the bed. That's I think right. you can get a woman in the bed, Fiddy. It's not about getting them out right now. Shut the hell up. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. <laughs> Definite inside joke. Oh, yeah. That's too, that's too much. Joe brings us back from commercial break. This is the Wesson Walker Show Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. The Joe Mouse Foundation presents the fifth annual celebrity golf tournament on Tuesday, August 22nd at Rolling Hills Country Club in Monroe. This charity event focuses on Mecklenburg and Uni- Union County Animal Rescue Children in Need, and our hometown heroes. Come play with a host of active and retired athletes and celebrities. Tee-off is at 11 a.m., and a banquet dinner will happen at 5.30 p.m. For more details and registration, visit JoeMouseFoundation.com or call, text 828-403-5957. That's 828-403-5957. And now it is time to trend. Hey, baby Grom, are you him? What kind of question is that? Look at my Instagram. Okay, let, let's 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 enjoy the message. Catch me outside. How about that? Huh? Catch me outside. Huh? Catch you outside. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> let's get messy tonight. Huh? I mean, that never gets old. Doctor Phil's my favorite. Dr. Catch Phil's. me outside is is for sure good, but Doctor Phil, huh? Trying to figure <laughs> out the street slang. All right, folks. Damian Lillard, a.k.a. Dame Dollar, set to release his fifth studio album entitled Don Dollar this week. A feat he says is only reserved for legit artists and not once halfway committed. Video was obtained of him previewing the album last night at Soho House in West Hollywood, where he told the crowd he considers himself a seasoned rapper at this point and listening to criticisms always helps him improve on his craft. NBA star said that March's seizing ending injury gave him time to beef up the album. It's got guest appearances from Rick Ross, Mozzie, and longtime collaborator Lil Wayne, who appeared on all of Dame's albums thus far. Several pro athletes dabble in making music, but Dame says that he earned his stripes freestyling for quote, four bar Fridays on IG before graduating to SoundCloud. The album dropped today and Dame's bent on promoting it to the fullest. He's currently looking to enact a trade from Portland. 
so he has time to take his show on the road. Do you I like listen how that's to, baked a part of the whole promotional process. Do you listen to any of Dame Lillard's music? And will you be checking out Don Dalla? It is not because I don't think he's a good rapper, but I don't listen to his music. One, because I'm not as up to date on the music as I used to be. Uh-huh. Because it takes real effort. We've talked about this. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are committed to the game. You are constantly For looking sure. up the new albums. You are making sure that you are taking that in as soon as it's released. I'm not nearly on top of the game as much as you are. But I will say, if you just wanted to go straight skill, Damian Lillard might be the best athlete rapper ever. Yes. I think he probably is. I can agree with that. Now, Fiddy, I'm very interested in this. This happens because I get to this beautiful view, right? I get to see Wes, I get to see Fiddy, and I get to see all of the reactions that come with one Fiddy when he's disappointed about something. What in the world kind of disappointment do you have about a rap take comparing Dame Dalla to all the other athlete rappers out there. Can I introduce you to former Cowboys and Bills wide receiver? Yes, Cole Beasley? <laughs> yes you can. Yes, you can. I, I had a feeling that maybe you might bring Cole Beasley up. And yes, you can introduce me to him. And I will introduce you to Dame Dalla, who is a better rapper. What about current Hornet Gordon Hayward, who oh, when he got drafted into Utah? Not at all. Mason Plumley. Mason Plumley. Mason Plumley, I think. Not um, Gordon. Did, well, does Gordon Hayward have one too? Yeah. Well, yeah, Mason Plumley's from New Jersey and went to Duke. He can't rap to do anything. But Gordon Hayward, when he was a rookie with the Jazz, he had a little jazz I, off the court, if you will. Uh, I don't know if I heard uh, Gordon Hayward's rap video. We've talked about it with Mason Plumley, though, and he had the cash cannon. And that's what he used the entire time in his music video on YouTube. It's how he got the nickname Plum Dog Millionaire. But yes, Dame Dollar is better than Cole Beasley. Now, there is another Hornet, Wes, that Fiddy mm-hmm. could have came at me with. Yes. And he might have been right. He might have shut me up. What about Master P? No doubt about so, it. Master P, the legend. Okay. Yeah, I might have to retreat with some Charlotte Hornet in there, but it's because Master P played for the Charlotte Hornets, not because Mason Plumley or Gordon Hayward. I'm still going to give the award to one Dame Dollar. Yeah, no doubt about it. I like him as well. And then I will check out Don Dollar, though, especially with some of those guest appearances. I love Mozzie. I love Rick Ross, obviously. And then Kobe Jones from the Panthers, though. The Panthers have a rapper on their roster. Oh, I didn't know this. Yes, and he has music on streaming platforms. And he's been making a little bit of noise in camp as a pass rusher. But, yes, Kobe Jones is a rapper himself, and he does have music as well on streaming platforms. I thought you would fight back a little bit, though, because the music – I, I will listen to Can't Stop the Rain any day Shaq of the week. Shaq Daddy is the man. He just put out a, a flip of that song with Zero from Houston, Texas, and his verse was as hard as ever. Zero, I can't tell. So one of my favorite songs, just we've talked about this, the song that you play when you are ready to party, mm-hmm. Get Throw just so happens to be mine. And so Zero, when he comes in with the hook, obviously being an important part of the song, I'm ready to party with Zero. And if you're telling me right now that Shaq and Zero did a song together. Oh, you got to check it out. Shaq's verse is nasty. Shaq is stunting heavy on there as well. Not the biggest Zero. Anytime I go rhyme for rhyme on the top. (laughs) I'm not the biggest Zero fan, but I did love the joint he had with Nipsey Hussle uh, called Hold On. But but you're right. Like Zero, if you put him on a hook, then he can handle that responsibility. But he's big in Texas. No, I know. Southwest, yeah. Well, I know, especially when you're doing the chopped and screwed. Yeah. 
like he's going to be great, but I don't know if I really care about a verse. I just want his voice yeah. and his flavor on a hook. And then you put that with Big Bun. And yeah, that's a great song. So I'm going to have to go check that out. Yeah, check that out for sure. And then per Barstool Sports, Brady once again showing that he is the GOAT in a lot of different facets in life. His new supermodel girlfriend, Arena Shayek is ending all her friendships to devote herself to being the best Tom Brady girlfriend she could be. That came from the New York Post. Barstool Sports reported this. A source tells Page Six that the Russian model has narrowed her inner circle to prevent leaks. She's afraid any weird rumors might scare him off. She really wants this to work. Brady is her white whale. He's an all-American nice guy, said the source. But, Fiddy, I think if you were as handsome as Tom Brady, she would be right up your alley because then you wouldn't have to be as controlling with her as maybe you have been Mm. in other relationships. Okay. I was not prepared for for that. Listen, you know as anybody gets it on here, you give it to me. And and Walker, we all give it to, uh, you know, we all send shots towards each other. So, yeah, listen, this is nothing new. Well, look, once Fiddy went public with some of that stuff, then you allowed that to enter the ether again. But I know you had something to say. This is look. This is the second time. I, I need to stop locking eyes with Fiddy. It's just it's bad. It's it's all going to be real bad because as soon as you were talking about all that, me and Fiddy locked eyes, and Fiddy just started smiling ear to ear. Why were you smiling while he was going over that story? Hang on. Was I really smiling? We just happened. I thought we just locked eyes because you just can't take your eyes off of me during the show. No, you were smiling about something. By the way, seven hundred four said, "Did Walker just say Big Bun?" Yeah, Big Bun. Yeah, I like Bun B, right? Not Big Pun. Bun B. Big <laughs> Bun. I call him every once in a while. And he cannot lie. I like know? Bun B. What do you B, think about know? her going all out for Brady? Like well, that? this seems this seems a little problematic for Tom, right? Like, are we? I read a lot into Tom about is Tom in her ear saying you can't have celebrity friendships going Jonah Hill on her. Yeah. To me, who I don't know if that's a good sign or not. If you're Tom Brady, at least the perception isn't great. Well, they said that she, that he is her white whale, so it sounds like she is the one that's making all of these. Uh, I guess. cutting all of these ties. I would hope Tom would. Co- I would hope Tom would come in and say, "Look, it's okay to have friends. It's okay to do that." But if Tom doesn't then there might be some questions asked about Tom Brady in this instance. At least in my opinion, I'm I'm just asking questions, y'all. That's all I'm doing. I'm just asking questions. All right, and to close this thing out, Michael Jordan may have a new daughter-in-law that's closer to him than he thinks. Marcus Jordan, his son, just revealed a wedding date with Larsa Pippen is, quote, in the works. They hit up Jones in West Hollywood for dinner on Wednesday, and as they were leaving the restaurant... Mr. Marcus Jordan was asked if wedding bells were in his future. He said, we're looking for a location, he said, with a big smile on his face. When the cameras followed up about whether they had a date set, Marcus explained that the two have kick-started the planning process. Also, to spark further speculation, Larsa was spotted wearing a ring on that finger, quote-unquote, that Although it's unclear if it's a legit engagement ring just yet, it's worth noting Pippen has worn the ring in a few recent Instagram posts as well. And also, Michael famously said that he did not approve of her relationship while leaving a restaurant in Paris last month. But Larsa and Marcus later addressed the clip saying that Larsa was embarrassed and traumatized by that response. And then Marcus insisting that his pops gave his blessing 
and their couple's name, you'll enjoy this, is Larkus. I, I, I won't enjoy that. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I don't know what to make of this story. Man, it's sad because here we have Scottie Pippen throwing a whole bunch of comments Michael Jordan's way. For, you know, We had the whole problem with Last Dance and how it portrayed Scottie Pippen. Even though Scottie got to share his insight on everything that happened. He was mad at Last Dance and the way they portrayed Scottie, but those things happened. I never understood all of that because it's not like Michael Jordan to me was saying anything crazy directed towards Scotty. And if anything, even at Michael Jordan's Hall of Fame speech, which was a real problem, the only endearing thing he had to say during that speech was that he couldn't have won any of those championships without Scotty. This is MJ saying that. One of the athletes with the biggest egos of all time saying yes. he couldn't have won a championship without Scotty. It's the only endearing part of that Hall of Fame speech. He said it again in Last Dance. He's saying here he doesn't approve of the relationship. I just, I hate it because I could understand <laughs> why Scotty might not be happy with the Jordan family right now, especially in this instance. But a lot of it seems put on from Scott, not put on, but manufactured by Scotty. Mm -hmm. I just hate the whole situation, how it's come about. Do you think the ultimate mic drop, no pun intended for Michael Jordan would be to tell Scotty, Hey, tell my daughter to check in with pops every once in a while. Okay. I mean, I guess if you cared about having that control, <laughs> uh, yeah, it would be a big insult, but I hope he doesn't because it's just a messed up situation in my opinion. All right, folks, that was a time to trend. Some of the biggest trending topics out there in the world of sports outside of our local bubble but when we come back we jump back into it more panthers giants preview and also how much is nick bosa costing the panthers that and more on sports radio 92.7 wfnz mcdonald's is not new to chicken so maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. can't stop the rain next time we come back if you don't mind have you ever heard Shaq rap before fitty i feel like you might like that enjoy it a little bit you're your mic ain't on yeah you're right <laughs> um Shaq rap have you ever heard it before yeah i think i've seen it you know a time or three on x okay 
on X on Twitter. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> that's not what it's called. Oh, no, man. it is. You're right. I just no, that's on me. I just didn't know what you were talking about. I just had zero clue. Seven zero four five seven zero ninety six ten. Feel free to text in if you want to talk about the best athlete rappers of all time. Maybe best athlete rap songs of all time as well. I will get the combo going with "Can't Stop the Rain." That's number one, right, Wes? Is there anything better than that? I can't think of anything else. A rapper song? Yeah. From an athlete? Yeah. Um, yeah, Can't Stop the Rain might be the pinnacle just because, too, Shaq held his own with Biggie. Well, and you get, you get help from Biggie. If Biggie's on it, then there's a floor yeah, that can and only Shaq so held low. his own. Like, his verses were dope, too. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, it, it feels weird to say that, but he, he didn't ruin the song. Let's say that. Well, he didn't ruin it by I any guess means. you're kind of giving him a backhanded compliment. But <laughs> I, I thought I Shaq Diesel brought it on that. I thought his flow was nice. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, I thought he was dope. But now, of course, Biggie got on there and shine. I mean, he glided across that beat. Yeah, he really did. All right, let's talk about the Carolina Panthers, maybe even just a little bit of the San Francisco 49ers. We got to please Wes over here. You know that. But there is a big storyline going yes, on in is. San Francisco. We have the contract situation between the reigning defensive player of the year and Nick Bosa and San Francisco, and there was a report from Tony Pauline, our boy. He joined us a couple times during draft season. Mm -hmm. He said the situation between San Fran and Nick Bosa is complicated and that he could miss the start of the season due to the contract dispute. Pauline said, quote, sources say there's been very little communication between the player representatives and their respective teams. Bosa is looking to match or exceed the biggest deal of all time for a defensive player, and this could last a while, per the report. We got a big old contract for Aaron Donald on the interior defensive line, but Nick Bosa, very good edge rusher, probably the best in the game. I'm not going to argue about with Michael Parsons and Miles Garrett. If you want to bring them, fine. I just don't want to have that combo. My question is, one, Wes, how do you expect this to unfold? And two, how could this affect the Carolina Panthers? Yeah, I mean, I think that's why this is so interesting. And so uh, based on projections from Spot Rack and also uh, some of the other ones, PFF or whichever you want to look at, his deal looks to be like it's going to be in the four or five year realm in the 28 to 34 million per year range. And I think the longer that he sits out, the longer that they have to figure this deal out, the bigger his deal gets, the more it's going to affect the Carolina Panthers, because I think that's the domino that they're waiting to drop before they pay Brian Burns. And so I think that Burns, while he may not be even in the, uh, the ballpark, uh, according to some, as far as the defensive player of the year, Nick Bosa, but this is still a guy that's looked at as one of the best young pass rushers in the game. And this is a guy that can go in and say, Hey, I want to come in right under that. And then he may decide, which I don't think he would do it. This is just projecting. But what if he decides to say, well, Hey, I'll, I'll just have a seat until you guys figure this thing out and figure out how much you want to pay me. But in my opinion, I thought that Nick Bosa's deal would have been done already. I still feel optimistic. It will be before the season starts, but if this report, is true and it goes into the season and I'm expecting a very large number to come out of San Francisco and I think that is going to fall back on the Carolina Panthers to come somewhere close to that when it comes to paying Brian Burns. I don't think I I don't think it's going to be that close if Nick Bosa is going to be paid like the best defensive player of all time. But why right? wouldn't it be? Because you can't because just go he, off the fact that he's not as good. He's got leverage. Well, you're talking about Brian Burns? Yeah, Burns has the leverage. If he goes and says, I'm going to sit down, and then the Panthers start getting cooked by these quarterbacks that have all day to throw the football, the Panthers won't have any choice but to pay him close to what he wants. Because you still have contracts that are already set that are going to come in under Nick Bosa's. 
So if you have Nick Bosa set in the market with the richest edge rusher contract of all time, mm-hmm. TJ Watts out here getting 80 million fully guaranteed on 28 a year. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Brian Burns getting potentially 25. Now, maybe that bumps Brian Burns up to 28 per year or something like that. But we can all agree that TJ Watt, when he's healthy, he's a better edge rusher than Brian Burns is. We all know Nick Bosa is. Joey Bosa has a contract right now paying him 27 mil per year. Miles Garrett, that's the mark, right? It's Miles Garrett making 25. So if you wanted to say, all right, look, Brian, we love you. You're young. Yeah, we turned down a big old trade package to keep you in these in this city for a real long time. But it doesn't mean to me that you're going to reach Nick Bosa level or even in that neighborhood. Because if he's going to get the richest, it didn't say edge rusher contract. It mm-hmm. said richest contract the defensive player has ever seen. Mm-hmm. And now you can even go to the position, point to guys that are better than Brian Burns and say, this is where we want to pay you. And is Brian Burns going to turn down money that allows him to be a top five paid player at the edge rusher position because he wants to get into the neighborhood and Igbosa is, which is real unprecedented for every defensive player. I don't think it's going to get up there with Nick Bosa, especially when you're talking about a guy that might be the best edge rusher in the game. Burns, while he has leverage, while he's very good, while he's still young, I don't think he's going to get up to that neighborhood. So you said some of the key components there. The fact that he's such a young pass rusher. The numbers last season, 12 and a half sacks, 17 tackles for loss. He plays on a team that lacked pass rush already with him on it. He was their only pass rush, really. And then now, if he takes himself out of the equation, you're really looking at a team that's going to be working hard to try to find some type of pass rush. I think the leverage, and I'm not saying he's going to get a dollar less or two dollars less, but I'm saying that let's just say Nick got 34. Then Brian Burns can say, well, I want to make 32 or 31 per year. And I think that he very well has the leverage to be able to do so because he is such a young player. And then if not, he could say trade me because I guarantee you if he got out on the open market and they he, his demand was he wanted to get a new contract, whatever new team picked him up and decided to trade for him would give him that contract. And so that's why I think – because of the leverage of the trade that they turned down, because of the leverage of the youth, because he's the two-time reigning pro bowler, because he had 17 tackles for loss and 12 and a half sacks, and this is a guy that many people look at as one of the best young pass rushers in the league, I think he has all the leverage in the world to be able to do that. They can tell him all day, hey, you're not as good as as T.J. Watt. You're not as good as this guy. Oh, and he no, can say, oh, well. But, okay, and this, so this is what Bagel Guy is or is saying on text line. Walker, it's not about who's better. It's about who it, whose turn it is to right. get paid. But, okay, that's all fine. He said Daniel Jones is getting $40 million. But Daniel Jones isn't getting the most money that we've ever seen from a quarterback. Or actually, he wasn't getting Deshaun Watson money when he got all that contract because we know that there still is some kind of problem with Daniel Jones getting that money. No, I get that it's not about how good you are, mm-hmm. but I, at least comparatively so, right? I know that Brian Burns getting paid as the fourth highest guy out there on the edge in the NFL. I know that that doesn't mean he's the fourth best edge rusher, but Aaron Donald is making $32 million. He's going to make $32 million this upcoming season. That's more than any edge rusher. And Aaron Donald, we're going to talk about as one of the best defensive players of all time. Mm-hmm. If Nick Bosa gets his wish and he plays on a contract that is better than Aaron Donald's, who is one of the best defensive players of all time, mm-hmm. and Brian Burns is going to get Aaron Donald money? If you said 34 and you're at 32, and Brian, is Brian Burns going to get that? 
Yeah, that's why I think we're talking about historic stuff. No, I understand that it doesn't mean that Brian Burns is the second, third, fourth best edge rusher. But if you're the Carolina Panthers, then you can play a little hardball here. Tight. If it's that high, then you can play back, right? If if it was 23, then no, Brian Burns deserves to sit out and, all right, give me top five money. But, man, this is the problem when you are literally the best at your position. You can set the market, and then teams will point to that and say, oh, we got to come down a little bit from that. I mean, you ain't Pat Mahomes, young quarterback. You ain't Nick Bosa, young defensive end. Mm-hmm. You ain't Justin Jefferson, young wide receiver. And so even if I don't think that he's second, man, I'm not saying he's going to get in the neighborhood of a historic defensive contract. Well, That's my point. If I'm Brian Burns and this is what I desire, and it may not even have to be over Aaron Donald. Maybe he says, I want 30. And if they say no, I go have a seat at home, and I watch Desmond Ritter throw the ball all over the park, and then I watch Derek Carr throw the ball all over the park, and I wait for my phone to ring after okay. you start 0-2. Yeah. And he said, listen, man, I, I know, you know how people do? I know what I said, you know, a couple weeks ago. I, I know what I said, dog, but listen, you know, let, let's let's figure this thing out. And then I come back and get ready for Seattle and get back to business. So, and look, I get it. Because $30 million would make him the highest paid edge rusher. If, you know, outside of Nick Bosa, who gets mm-hmm. like 34, mm-hmm. I mean, that's still a pretty decent gap just to just to express how different it is. Right. Because now we're getting to the semantics of how close they are and how much you compare it. Mm-hmm. So if we give Brian 30 and you want to give Nick Bosa more than Aaron Donald, because that's what he's asking more, mm-hmm. more than 32, four million dollar difference. T.J. Watt at 28. You're talking about. Three spots down is where Khalil Mack is, mm-hmm. right? He's fourth on the list. TJ Watts, number one. Mm-hmm. So that's still like four players in between what Nick Bosa would get and what a Brian Burns would get, which I guess it's kind of similar, but also not nearly as much as you might think. So for me, I don't know if Brian Burns is going to be setting the market. That, that's a lot. I look, And I'm, I'm one that wants Brian Burns to get mm-hmm. paid. And if he wants to hold out, I hear you. That's a play. It's going to be a risk. Because if you sit out and your defense actually does perform well against a quarterback we don't believe in, and they win against Atlanta because Desmond Ritter, Desmond Ritter hadn't been showing how good he is, at least in the preseason, then you got the Saints and Derek Carr. He's going to be able to play against a defense that's not its 100%, uh-huh. right? So it'll be an interesting risk to see what they do. If not, I say trade me. Do you think any? Do you think every other team would be willing to do that? Yes. So it's sucker born every day, but and I'm not saying that to say you're a sucker if you pay Brian Burns, but there's always going to be someone that will do something that you won't. There are plenty of teams lacking pass rushes that will say we will take you, we will pay you what you want. How, but how many good teams? At that point, if you want the bag, I don't know if you're worried about that. But my, I guess my question is right, like if there's a sucker born and you you have an edge rusher at the top of his game right now, and Nick Bosa, mm-hmm. and he's not getting paid. He hadn't gotten a contract yet because of what he wants. So if Nick Bosa isn't getting paid that kind of money, right, then why would we believe Carolina or another team is going to pay Brian Burns something close to that money? All right. I want to look at the cap at- while we talk about this, but I, I definitely think there's always somebody that would that is willing to pay and do the things that other teams would not. All right, let's talk about the offense. There's the defensive conversation about Brian Burns. Let's go to the offense. Mina Kimes had some interesting 
comments about Bryce Young, how he looked in preseason game number one. Here's Mina Kimes talking about Bryce Young, Young first overall pick, and how even if it wasn't a good performance on the box score, he still looked like himself. He looked like Bryce Young. Uh, that was my takeaway. Uh, I thought well, one thing that I thought was really notable, uh, especially compared to a lot of the other rookies and young quarterbacks we were watching around the NFL, is how quickly he gets that ball out. And, you know, that's something he was good at in college. Um, on throws less than 2.5 seconds, he had the lowest off-target rate of any of the top rookie quarterbacks. This was sort of what, you know, when, when the Panthers drafted him, when Frank Wright was, you know, be coaching him we're like all right you know we know this offense they want to get the ball out quick so me like a lot of rpos quick hitting play action he he hung in there on one on one ball to i think it was actually his first throw to feel and he really hung in there took a hit looked fine similarly to college i actually came away from that start feeling exactly the same about bryce young it's exactly what i was asking after the game point to something he did wrong if we want to have a real worry about what Bryce Young did in preseason game number one, tell me what he did wrong. Because I didn't see it. I talked about the nitpicking you could do closer to backed up to his own goal line. But man, the, the problem is you start to risk a safety and think about what we'd be talking about if he took a safety. You don't want that. So I'm with Mina. I think 100% he got the ball out of his hands quickly, especially when there's that much pressure. And if you're throwing it on target, which I thought he did, by the way. Some people made a little bit too much of the DJ Chark misthrow. Misthrow was tightly covered downfield. Just looking like, for something. I, yeah, I, it wasn't a bad throw. In my, it wasn't one of those where, goodness gracious, who were you throwing to right there? Totally agree with what Mina said. Yeah, uh, I do too. I didn't see anything wrong with what Bryce Young did, and I'm not trying to you know, be the super-duper optimistic guy, man. I thought he hung in there. This is a guy that showed you the preparation. You saw the head turning. You saw him going through the progression, and you also see him hanging in there knowing that he's going to take a hit. That's a quarterback. Okay, a guy that's going to hang in the pocket, know that the lick is coming and he's going to deliver the football. And I think he showed examples of that in this football game. And so for a lot of people that question the toughness or question if he's going to break every time he gets hit, uh, you know, this is a kid that I just believe in. I have trust in him. I think we'll see more tonight, but I don't think that uh, this is a guy that we're going to have to worry about too much. I think his preparation will allow him to stand in the pocket deliver the football, and do what he needs to do. But I thought, from what we saw, all things considered, I thought he looked just fine. Yeah, and and so 803 writes in, OMG, <laughs> that he's laughing, OMG, the dude threw a couple of five-yard passes. Hell, I could have thrown those passes. Go scratch you? yourself! Ain't no way. Ain't no way you could have thrown could those you? passes. <laughs> because that's, even the... The target to DJ Chark, where he was actually able to catch it, Chark didn't have a lot of separation. Mm-hmm. Adam Thielen, you know, looks to the left, looks in the middle. There's Thielen right at the sticks. Boom, reception. We're all good. It's the only first down that they were able to pick up. But he he still doesn't, 803 doesn't answer the question here. What did Bryce do wrong? He's saying, I could have thrown those OMG through a couple five-yard passes. Yeah, I'm not saying put him in the Hall of Fame for what he did in preseason game number one. I'm asking what he did wrong. And I have not heard anyone say that. Haven't heard anyone be able to answer, man, if Bryce didn't look good because he should have done this, he should have done that. I haven't heard that. It's been all about the offensive line. 
And that's exactly what Mina Kimes is talking about. It's why you and I are both totally fine with what he did because it's all about the offensive line, and that's what we're going to try to figure out tonight. That's right. And had he had multiple egregious clean pocket overthrows, then I think that gives you some ammunition. But I think tonight we're going to get a good picture of the offensive line uh, because, like I said, they've been much maligned all week long. And so how would they respond in this football game, especially when it comes to protecting their quarterback? And 704 brings up, like, this is a fair take, and I can I can get on board with this. Only thing I saw was that it looked like he stared down LaVisca. Otherwise, he looked fine. That's fair, but I also think that might be a miscommunication because if he's staring down LaVisca and there's a misthrow there, that one seemed to be a miscommunication where LaVisca didn't break fast enough. Looks like he was pretty far downfield, too, if I'm not mistaken. I got to go look at that play again. But I, it looked like he was expecting a stop, comeback, and didn't do it soon enough, right? And so, like, that to me is is my reasoning there. But that one's fair. That's mm-hmm. totally fair. And even again, we've talked about it. I Man, he had his eyes locked in on Chuba. Pressure wasn't there on the throw to Chuba to the right, to the sideline. You could maybe sit and feel that pocket a little bit more and then wait for Hayden Hurst to break open on the right side of the field at the second level. I think you probably could have fit that ball in there. Sure. But, whoo. My feet would have gotten antsy. I would have had happy feet right in the, like I'm throwing from my own end zone. Like I would have been scared too. So those are the only things that I think are legitimate concerns or criticisms that you can maybe have of Bryce's play. Other than that, totally cool with what he did in game one. Fitty flash. Last one. What you got for us, Fitty? It's all right to be little Fitty. A little hometown or a big old city. Might as well share. Might as well smile. Life goes on for a little Fitty. Some interesting news coming out of Major League Baseball. The Los Angeles Angels are calling up first baseman Nolan Chanel less than six weeks after taking him with 11th pick in the draft. He logged fewer than 100 minor league at-bats across 21 games in double-A. Wasn't even in triple-A and is getting called up to the big leagues. His debut is the fastest since the draft since 1979 when the Rangers promoted a pitcher and the fastest since a position player since 1978 when the Braves uh, brought up Bob Horner 10 days after drafting him and the Toronto Blue Jays brought up a catcher Brian Milner 17 days after they had drafted him. So the Angels 60 and 62, you know it's a last-ditch effort to push for the postseason when you're calling up a rookie that never even saw AAA. So my question is, didn't Mike Leake have something? This is, this is back when Walker was a baseball fan, trying to go back into my brain when that existed. Was Mike Leake a guy that got called up really quickly and then played immediately in the big leagues? Maybe I'm mistaken on that. Not according to Jeff Passan. All right, so Jeff Passan, believe him. Don't believe me. Believe Jeff Passan on that baseball <laughs> stuff. But pretty incredible kind of jump that you might see here. Fitty, you do have something on that? Your guy Chris Sale came up August 6, 2010. So I miss him. Um, but I think the draft must have been a little – the draft was earlier. Right. So it was a little bit longer time span. Now the draft is right before the All-Star break. That's right. 
hopefully he does well. That'd be a really cool story to see. Man, some of these young stars entering the league today. Ellie De La Cruz is just one that I'm thinking about. Don't know as many as I used to, but if they're, if this guy is going to be as good as advertised, it should be a lot of fun. It's what baseball can do right now to try to get as many eyeballs as they possibly yeah, can. Yeah, man, they're trying to do everything they can to keep Shohei. <laughs> I want Shohei to go. Uh, I would love to see what if Shohei is going to go to a contender. Just want to see him in the postseason. That's all I want to see. I kind of want to see him. I don't know if they'd bring back the same home run prop next year. You put him in Seattle, that team's going to be a playoff team again, and he gets that home run trident. I'm here for it. We can, Do we all want Seattle to be good? I yes. know you do. Yes, but sir. But it feels like we do, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I want them to be good as well. Love the Mariners. The Trident is sweet. Shohei, go to Seattle and make baseball fun again. Let's go to the last segment of the day. It's the walk-off here on Wesson Walker. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Embracing, my man. I know we're not hitting narco, but at the same time, we're getting can't stop the rain. We've been referencing it a couple of times now. We had to play the instrumental. I'm sorry. By the way, during the break, Fiddy dared say something bad about Shaq and Wes. Just real matter of fact. You know when he's not throwing a tantrum, when it's just real matter of fact and it's deadpan? <laughs> Wes said, don't ever. You know Wes means business, and Fitty stepped away from the mic or the insults from Shaq, and I think it was a wise decision. Yeah, man, Shaq was a dope rapper. I loved several songs made by one Shaquille O'Neal, so when he tried to insult, especially this song, when yeah. he insulted it, I said, don't ever. Yeah, that's right. Did you have something before we go week that was real quickly, or were you just sharing on the Shaq combo? Yeah, man, just talking the Shaq combo, man. What okay. a great track. R.I.P. to Biggie. No. R.I.P. to Biggie, indeed, and R.I.P. to ra- uh, Shaq's rap career. He's a DJ now, right? He doesn't really rap anymore, though. Yeah, he just comes out of the woodworks every now yeah. and again. He gets on EDM songs a lot, too, though. Oh. You'll, you'll see some EDM collabs that he has. Well, that video of him playing a concert in his kitchen where all of his kids are dancing as well, like, that's a pretty good concert. Yes. That's a pretty good video. All right, week that was. Hit it, Fitty. What's our first highlight of the week? All right. So, I don't think we've ever done this. I don't think we've ever played uh, beginning of the show on the week that was. But, of course, we have uh, made Wednesdays War Cry Wednesday on the Wesson Walker Show. 
And this time we did it live, both on the air and on the camera. And we were when we were done, I think all of our vocal cords they might have died. <laughs> Straight off the hard knocks. We got a lot of hard knocks conversation coming at you. (laughs) (laughs) Wes is filming. We are on the air. We waited a little bit longer than usual to do the whole filming thing. I don't know what kind of question. Now I'm doing radio and video at the same time. Trying to give them something different, a little simulcast, so to speak. Are Are you going live right now? Not live, no. I thought you might be going John Moran on us. No, not the no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would be funny. That would be hilarious. I'm just kidding, Jeff. This I something promise. different. I forgot it was War Cry Wednesday, and I didn't get our War Cry. All right, let uh, everybody in the car go ahead. If you're doing, if you're going solo, if you got somebody in the car, that's fine. I'm going to give a countdown to three. Go ahead, Fitty. Get the mic in place. Turn your mic on. I'm going to count down to three, and we'll do a War Cry right, for War Cry Wednesday. Let's One, go. two, three. That was a roller coaster. That's a loud. That was a loud yell for all of us. I'm glad. How many people you think we jolted in the car? I don't know how many people we jolted. I'm I'm wondering how many people actually yelled with us. I hope they did. I hope that you were one of the two people that looked weird in your car yelling at nothing in particular. But we're gonna get it going. People are gonna know if they look over at a car next to you and somebody's yelling crazy. That's right. They're listening to the West Walker Show. Especially on Wednesdays. Especially on Wednesdays. It's the dubs, baby. You know how it is. What else you got for us, Teddy? <laughs> you know, Walker, it's not It's not often you go to the foul line. That is reserved for, I think I've probably gone the most because I'm, I'm just a grumpy man mm-hmm. on the radio. And Wes goes there a lot whenever he wants to crap on a four-time MVP like Aaron Rodgers. But after Mike Greenberg did what he does best, which is make a fool of himself on national television, oh, you went to the foul line on him. More like Mike Iceberg, because that take was so cold. <laughs> Listen, what? colossal mistake to start your first overall QB or any first-round rookie QB taken in the NFL draft. Listen, man, if your offensive line is poor and you think that he's going to be on his back so much that you can't get a fair evaluation, that's fine. Go ahead and start your veteran QB like an Andy Dalton, like a Case Keenum in the Jared Goff instance, like, I guess, Gardner Minshew or Sam Ellinger or Davis Mills. These are the other veteran QBs. Man, how are these guys? guys gonna get any better they gotta play you like iceberg fitty i know you like mike iceberg because that cold take i just love whenever you make fun of him because this guy has like 17 different platforms now and you would think after he ruined another guy's career in radio he'd be punished and instead (laughs) he gets celebrated like he's a radio god I, I do like him. I like Greenberg fine enough. I, I just can't didn't like that him. take. There's just, a reason why he got replaced on NBA Countdown. <laughs> How many other highlights do you have? For we it? got one more. The other day, we were going to a Fitty Flash, and there's no secret that our show has the most diverse Flash intros on the station for all the news headlines. And, Walker, you, you wrapped up and gave me a, a new intro to a Flash that should debut next week. Brewer Aaron, Flip Flop Fitty. Yeah, flip-flop fitty is good, too. It all flows, man. The flip, the flop, the fitty to the fitty, and the flip, flip, flop, and you don't stop a flopping. <laughs> That's going to be a drop that can be in a thank you. You're welcome. I Shout love out you. Sugar Hill Gang. I, I love, love you, too. You. Thank you for that. We, we said love you a couple times that day, by the way. How did it make you feel? Feel warm and fuzzy inside. Wes, I went and looked up the song that you said I should make the, the, the intro with. I forget. Oh, Sugar Hill Gang is probably what it was. Rapper's no, Delight? Who was the... Is it Lil Flip? Oh, that, yeah, yes. Game over. Yeah, yeah, I went and listened to it the other night. Pretty dope. I got to find a, a clean version, though. 
<laughs> to, to make something with that. It shouldn't be hard to find. Well, a clean version, maybe you could probably find that, yeah. or an instrumental. Yeah, it was a big hit. So I'm sure there was a. It was big on the radio. So there's definitely a clean version out there. I thought you might go Sugar Hill Gang, but Lil Flip. Let's not just do the number. Let's not do the cliche song. I like Lil Flip a lot better. Yeah, you're right about that. That'll do it for the week that was with some of those highlights, possibly entering some rejoins a little bit later on. We had the question. We had the predictions. If you want to go check us out on our socials, at Wes and Walker, at Wes Bryant underscore 72, at HTB underscore Josh, and me. You can follow me if you want to at Walker Mail. It's easy to find. Let's give our final predictions, our quick takes before we pass it on to Kyle Bailey. What do you think happens tonight? 7 o'clock kickoff between the Giants and the Panthers. Uh, I think the Panthers look better and win this game. I think the Giants offensively they will have a lot of their main starters out. So I think that the Panthers are going to be able to take advantage of this with a spirited and determined Panther unit. James Campen, Campy, as we all like to call him. I think Campen got to his offensive line after they had a poor showing against the Jets. We're going to see a Bryce Young touchdown pass tonight. Feeling very optimistic. I don't know about the win or loss. I don't know what happens there. Who catches it? All I care about is Bryce Young throwing a touchdown pass to, let's go Hayden Hurst. A lot of tight end combo. Mm. A lot of tight end combo. Let's see from Hayden Hurst here today. Or maybe even touchdown Tommy. It's just going to a tight end that I know. Quick take, Fitty, what you got? I'm going to be a little bit more decisive. I'm going to say the Panthers win 17 to 30 because if I'm wrong, who gives a damn? It's preseason. You're damn right. I like that attitude 100%. Jeremy asking how we can watch it. You can watch kickoff tonight either on the NFL Network or that's out of the region. You can watch it here on Queen City News later on today, 7 p.m. kickoff. And make sure you listen to WFNZ before. It's Kyle Bailey for two hours and then it's the Panther pregame show. Kyle welcoming Mac onto the mic. They'll be going at it for two hours before kickoff. So we'll pass that on to Kyle right now. Still alongside Smoke Ludwig, you're listening to Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend.